tonight. So I just want to encourage you to come to that. Tonight, Ephesians chapter 3, we've been studying the, the revelation, the depth of the prayers of Paul. And we left off here uh, last week. And in Ephesians chapter 3, we saw that Paul was just writing this revelation inspired by the living Holy Spirit. And he said in verse 10, to the intent that now unto principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church. Say the church. Hey, that's me. The manifold wisdom of God. There's about something to erupt inside of you and manifest through you and I in worship, in Sunday school, in just praying. Last night, you know, it was amazing. Last night, the, the prophecies in intercessory prayer, the visions, the revelation, and different ones were sharing what they were seeing, testifying what they've been going through. Brother Lance was saved from a horrible uh, wreck and, and uh, just so many things happening. And one of the things the Holy Spirit uh, showed me during the prayer as He was showing so many different people, I, I saw angels coming together and Brother Chuck uh, loosed and saw angels coming in, in more magnitude this year and that angels were loosed and I saw gangs of angels coming together in Alexandria and you ever see these shoes hanging by shoestrings uh, over the high lines? Well, they say that means that there are drugs in that area. Well, what I saw in the spirit was angels were taking the sandals off, tying them together and throwing them on top of the drugs, druggers' uh, shoes hanging over the high lines and saying, we are moving in, and we are moving in to the drug-infested areas, and working in there, and we're going to, I'm just believing we're going to hear so many miracles and salvations in the area. And Sunday night, we had miracles up here Sunday night when we were praying for people. You know, you're always hearing testimonies, but when you see people come, and the pain just immediately leaves, and they're all just so wild, you know, about God. It's manifested in the, through the church, you. Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And so thank God that that, we saw that he wants to manifest that according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus, in whom we have boldness and excess with a confidence by the faith of him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulation for you, which is for your glory. And we saw last week Paul was saying, don't, don't, don't get weak and don't, don't quit because what you see me or someone else going through, just keep the believing the word of God for yourself. Take the Word of God personally. Take the name of Jesus Christ personally. Take it and use it. Hold it and win with it. And he was talking that for the church. And then we saw in verse 14 that when he got through writing this, it, he just all of a sudden, I, for this cause or by the cause of the revelation of this power, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family on heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened. Somebody say strengthened. Strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to Him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus Throughout all ages, world without end, amen. Boy, that's a prayer. That's power. God's power. And one of the things you see there when it talks about being rooted and grounded, this is a year of maturity. We've been speaking of that. And, and God is doing a supernatural work in our lives that we are going to be 
We have been being rooted and grounded so strongly in who Christ is, in the love of Christ, that nothing is going to be able to shake us out of walking in love, walking in peace, and walking in joy. Rooted and grounded in the anchor that cannot be moved. Amen. So we've been studying this and it talked about not to faint, not to lose courage, not to be faint of heart, not to let anything attack your mind, not to get our eyes off of uh, Jesus, to keep our eyes on Jesus. And just look with me, Romans chapter 8, verse 28. Romans 8, verse 28. And I want to read this in the Amplified Bible. Romans 8, verse 28. We are assured and know that God, being a partner in their labor, He's a partner with your labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for good to and for the purpose who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. Aren't you thankful that He is able to fit all things to work according to your good? Amen. Paul wrote this and he started praying that you may be strengthened from the inside out by His Holy Spirit to allow Jesus to dwell and feel comfortable at home in your hearts by faith, to be rooted and grounded in the love of Jesus Christ to the point of understanding and knowing its breadth, its length, its depth, its height, with all the saints, even that which the understanding of what how Jesus loved us is beyond us. And to fill us with all that is God, His power, His righteousness, and His glory for all. Hallelujah. How many of you know Paul's talking about plugging into a reservoir? Amen. Hallelujah. You're doing okay, sis. I just thank you, Father, for just filling her with your strength on the inside. I thank you for the healing power and the grace of Jesus Christ for my sister. We bless our sister. We bless our sister. Of the whole family on heaven and earth is called and named. That all things are working out for their good. All things are working out for your pleasure, Father. They are created and called for your pleasure. I thank you for the completion and for your purpose being worked out in their lives, in every area of their their health, their, their families. Lord, I praise you. Their family is blessed. And we thank you for working it all out by your grace. Lord, we just love her and we bless her. And we just bless her with your grace that is able to make her stand. Thank you, Father, for your all-sufficiency dwelling in her. We just thank you for her in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Love you, my sis. Bless you. Hallelujah. Well, somebody shout glory. glory. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory be to God. Aren't you glad we got one of them churches where you just get up and walk around? Now listen, the devil was in here Sunday morning. Somebody was playing with their cell phone and we got a new sign. We will step on your cell phone. Because it wasn't just answering it. They were making noises on purpose. And I just found that out uh, Sunday after church. So uh, it's called crushing the enemy underneath your feet. So uh, we hope, we hope the word gets out that we believe in dancing in this church and especially on cell phones. But we also believe we got a shooting range right here. Where we, I got a double barrel shotgun for Christmas, so I thought maybe we'll try it out on cell phones. Anyway, going back anyway, isn't it good that we can go around and just flow? Amen. Because we have a reservoir.
to the Father of whom? Which speaks of the fatherhood of, of God who created each and every generation. And two, which means facing a real consciousness that one is ta- actually talking to his father. You know, there was nothing like as a teenage boy being able just to go up to my dad and just be honest with him and just open up with him and, and even tell him things that were just eating me up alive. I remember I was working for Chevrolet and we weren't married yet. We were engaged and... Uh, uh, I, I was 18 years old, and I worked with this fellow named Red, and he loved to bet on horses. And uh, he asked me if I wanted to one day. I said, sure, why not? Let's make some money. So I, I gave him $5, and he put it on a horse, and I had to go and do worship that night. And I was up there trying to do worship, and my mind was going, you heathen, you gambler. I mean, everything I was taught as a child, you know, from six years old about you're not supposed to gamble. And boy, my mind was bothering me. I couldn't wait to after church. And I said, Dad, i got to talk to you. Dad, I bet it on a horse. He says, well, son, you know it's not going to win. I say, I know, Dad. He says, well, you just need to, you, you know, you just need to repent. I've got to forgive you. But I should have talked to him before church. But there's nothing like being able to go to your Heavenly Father and whatever is bothering you, just bring it before Him. He cares. I know He cares. You ever feel sometimes that just not too many care? You ever feel like just not too many understand? I was writing this funeral today. And I got to this point where I was speaking of some things and and the Holy Spirit just had me right there. He says, there's nothing like a, a parent when he sees his son suffering. And you can believe me that I know because I had to look away. When mine was. And it's just something when you see the human side of God. Just something when you see the heart of God. That he, he, he does care. And so many people say, you know, I just don't feel like He cares. He says too many times that He does. Book of Hebrews say we have a high priest that can be touched. With what's touching. And, and gripping us. So thank God for the fatherhood unto getting into the face of God and talking to a father who cares. And verse 15 says, of whom or out of whom we are the offspring of God. We are a child that is named after our father. And uh, that he's, I'll make a man like me with a dominion authority. And back to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. Verse 16 From whom the whole family, the whole body, fitly joined together. Thank God. How many of you know we need to be tight? Amen? We need to, look at your and say, we tight. Hey, brother, we tight, man. We tight. We tight, man. But you know, they say you're not supposed to do that anymore. Instead of doing that, you're supposed to just slap each other. That's, they say, that's the new thing. But anyway, you, I don't know. If you're going to slap somebody, instead of doing that, you go, hey, we tight. Especially if I'm going to slap her. How many of you know that you're going to have to be tight if you want to slap someone else? <laughs> huh? You better be tight. Huh? Anyway, aren't you glad God wants us to be tight? Amen. Okay. Hey, don't worry. I wasn't going to slap her. Everybody said, boy, that was close. No, I ain't going to slap her. Hallelujah. Uh, I wouldn't even think about it. Anyway, verse 16 talks about the whole body, body fitly joined together, compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, maketh increase. You see, when we're tight, we make increase 
of the body to the edifying itself in love. Talks about the whole perfections of God, the inexhaustible supplies of God. But I love that word in verse 16 that means strengthen. Say with me, strengthen. The ruling power of his might in our inner man. And that's what I want to speak on just a few minutes this morning. The inner strength. And of course, we're talking about crucifying the flesh, taking control of our body, taking control of our mind. We're speaking about the health of our state conformed to the inner man. Third John 2 says we're in health and we prosper as our soulish man prospers. And what happens is that, how many know, we are a spirit, we live in a body, and we have a soul. My body is in contact with the natural. My spirit is in contact with the supernatural. But that thing called the soul, which is my mind, my will, and emotions, is in contact with both worlds. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 60, that gross darkness shall cover the earth, but the Spirit of the Lord shall rise and shine up upon you. What God is trying to say, make sure you are putting your attention not on the darkness or that's where you will go. Make sure you're putting your attention upon the light so that's the direction you will go. And how many of you know we can learn, it's amazing, that if we meditate upon the Word of God, and the Bible speaks about meditating so much, if we meditate upon the Word of God, we will train our soul to keep going after the Spirit instead of keep going after the flesh. And i got a, I got a great uh, um, Example for you there is that any of us can be trained. No matter how old we are, we can be trained. Because they say, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, my pastor, when his dad died, his mother was in her late 60s and she wanted a husband. And she, had, she, had, uh, she was on school all of her life. And he would offer her $100 to quit dipping school and she wouldn't quit dipping. And so he died and she was still dipping. Well, when she decided she wanted a husband, she figured, you know, if I want a husband, I'm going to have to get rid of this skull. Do you know after, you know, being close to seven years old, do you know she was able to quit skull like that? And she got her husband. A hundred dollars couldn't do it. But when it came to where she wanted a husband bad enough, she could do it. How many of you know, you can do what you really want to do. Now, listen, it's not that easy to do something. When you really don't have the willpower or any strength to do it. How many of you already made New Year intuition or in, in, uh, New Year resolution? How many of you already made a New Year's resolution that you're going to lose weight this year? How many already started losing weight this year? My man, we tight. We tight. Yeah, you look like it. Glory be to God. But how many of you know, and I mean that, I'm not joking, I mean. But, but, but listen, my oldest boy, my oldest boy, going to be 20 in March. He doesn't drink Cokes. He drinks water with all of his meals. And during the day, we stop at the gas station. My two little ones want Cokes. He wants water. He's totally into health food. We never have to worry about him wanting to smoke because his body is very important to him. He doesn't like sweets. He likes to eat nutrition. And he works out and, you know, he's got his little six-pack and all this other stuff. I mean, he's in great shape. He, he takes care of his body and he loves his body. And he doesn't even like the taste of sweets. And you can offer him all kinds of sweets. And his taste buds were trained from a baby because his mother never gave him sugar as a child and never spoiled him to sweets and never gave him candy. And he grew up not having the taste of that type of stuff. So now that he's old... He, he doesn't want that stuff. It's not a big deal to him. 
Because he was trained that way. But we've got to start training ourselves that, no, I don't like those type of jokes. No, I don't like those type of movies. No, I don't hang around those type of people. No, I don't compromise my testimony like that. We've got to start training our soul that even though we might have been raised in that atmosphere, that doesn't mean that we have to die in that way. Because the Bible says that we're to be tight. We're to be fitted tightly together. But how can light be fitted tightly together with darkness? How can the love of Christ be fitted tightly together to offense and hate. Oh, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. <laughs> you see what the, Paul is saying there? We're supposed to be tightly fitted together. But darkness can't be fitted tightly. Pride cannot fit with humility. Well, more than that, if we want Christ to be the head of the church, the body has to fit in the example of Christ Jesus being rooted and grounded in Him. Amen. So it speaks the word strength here, speaks of the state of the inner man. It speaks of the power of resistance. It speaks of a military might to be ready. It, it, it's, uh, if we're going to represent God here in heaven, I shared last week that we've got to be like lawyers. We've got to be convincing in our speaking, our acting, and uh, we've got to have a strong case that according to the word of God, this is why we believe what we believe. Because you know, an atheist, I've flown on the plane with them before, and they believe that alligator crawled out of the water, and a fish crawled out of the water, turned into an alligator, and the alligator climbed a tree and turned into a monkey. The monkey fell out of the tree and turned into a man. And they speak that like they really believe it. And they can give you all kind of scientific stuff because I've had these conversations on airplanes with people. I've sat by Hindus and all kind of different things. And this guy's telling me all this stuff about a fish, a crocodile, a monkey, and a man, and that all this running into each other, and he can tell me all these things. But when he's through talking, I say, well, let me just say this. You may think creation sounds funny with your crocodile monkey story. You may believe what you believe, but let me tell you one thing. Have you ever seen a demon-possessed witch get delivered? And start calling on the name of Jesus and the tears are coming down her face. And she starts saying, for the first time in my life, I feel peace and I feel like somebody can actually love me. And she walks out of that room and the people look at her and they don't even recognize her because of the power of Christ Jesus. Have you ever heard somebody tell you that the tumor from their chest is gone? Have you ever prayed and saw somebody talk about God did this or God did that? I say, when you see and experience that, alligator and monkeys don't mean a thing. When you see God in their face as they're praising Him, you don't want to argue about creation. You can see there is a God. There is a God. Because there is nothing man-made that can change a face like the presence of the Most High God. There's no arguing there, Brother Jerry. There's no arguing there. Amen, church. Amen, amen. It speaks there about the inherited power. That circumstances no longer dictate us. We dictate them that we were masters in life. 
Verse 16 starts off by saying, from whom, or another translation says, in. That word speaks of your inward man is the recipient of where all of heaven is poured out. It speaks about no more spiritual poverty or leftovers, but it's the greatness and the goodness of God that comes within you. In Joel chapter 3, verse 9, it says to wake up the mighty man. Thank God we're changing from being Jim neighbors, Gomer Paul, to Rambos. Amen. So God is doing a mighty work there. In First Corinthians, First Chronicles, 12. We did this last week, I believe. But in 1 Chronicles 12, verses 1 through 2 and verse 8, it speaks of the warriors of David. And they even had the faces of the courage of lions. And they were able to fight with the shield in either hand and the weapons in either hand. It says they were swift as rose, which speaks that they were determined, they were diligent, they weren't lazy, and they worked in the law of strength. Therefore, they were strong. Now, look with me in Psalms chapter 27. We didn't get to read these. So in Psalms chapter 27, because God wants to infuse you for strength for this life he has called you into. He said, let the weak say they are strong. And the reason we are fitted together and the reason we can run together and the reason we can operate together, and the reason we can work together is because we're all strong. Can I hear an amen? amen? But what's great about being part of the body of Christ is that where I may have a little weakness, you'll be a little bit stronger in that area. So brother Ricky and I, we're totally different, totally different backgrounds, totally different upbringings. I mean, we got a whole different testimony, but we've been born again and we've been thriving on the word of God. We've been growing in the word of God. We love Jesus. And where I'm weak, he's strong. And where he's weak, I'm strong. So when we're fitted together, I can pull a lot from this brother and this brother can pull from me. Therefore, us together, we're strong. That's how the whole body's supposed to be. Amen. I know this is elementary for you, but I like it. Amen. This is good. Now look what it says in Psalms 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Say that. Whom shall I fear? That's how you got to be all the time. Well, did you hear what's going to happen? I'm not going to get scared of it. Did you hear what's going around? Well, I'm not going to get it. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid of? See, you need to write that down and speak it. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Verse 3, though a host should encamp against me, my heart, that's inner strength there, shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this I will be confident. How many, that's how a believer is supposed to speak. Amen? Look with me in Psalm 71. And this man, he lived in the old covenant. And when they, everybody was hiding because of some giant, he says, that giant ain't nothing. I killed the lion, the bear, I'm going to kill this giant too. Why? He was strong in his inner man. Psalm 71, verse 16. It says in Psalm 71, verse 16, I will go in the strength of the Lord God. I will make mention of thy righteousness, even of thine own. I will come in the strength and the might of the Lord. Well, you know, I'm going for an interview today for a job, and I am just so nervous. Well, you need to go right read Psalm 71. I will go in the strength of the Lord. I will walk in there as a prince before God. I will walk in there as a son of God who knows who he is, a daughter of God. And they're going to want to harm me. I'll go in there because this is my confidence. How many of you know we've got to learn this, church? Amen. Habakkuk. Look with me in Habakkuk chapter 3. Y'all quiet tonight. Habakkuk chapter 3. 
Oh, hallelujah. Habakkuk. Y'all know where that's at? <laughs> Look in the concordance if you have to. It's all right. It's over there towards the end a little bit. Page 2,370. You got it? If you don't know where it's at, look on with a Christian next to you. <laughs> Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 19. <laughs> look at verse 17. Also, the fig tree shall not blossom. Neither there's any fruit on the vines. The labor of the olive shall fail, and the field shall yield no meat. Man, the animal's done dead, the fig's done dead, the grape's done dead. The flock shall be cut off from the fold. Ain't no sheep. There shall no be no herd in the stalls. What does it say in verse 18? This can, this can only happen through inner strength. This can only happen when you're strong on the inside, and you don't walk by sight, you walk by faith. The Word says four times the just shall live by faith. It says here in verse 18, you got to be strong in the inner man now. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. Verse 19, the Lord God is my strength and he will make my feet like hinds feet. You don't have to walk around like happy feet like the penguins do. It's always earthbound. I want to fly and he will make me to walk upon mine high places. Glory be to God. You receive that? Say, I receive that. When I hear bad news, the joy of the Lord is my strength. When you go around and you say, man, the car didn't start. The office was closed. The kids did this. When all this is coming against me, instead of saying, man, this, I just wish I would have never got out of bed. Don't talk that way. You're supposed to say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. The Lord is the strength of my confidence. Amen. Hallelujah. Joy makes it easy, easier to jump over obstacles. Now look at 2 Samuel chapter 3. 2 Samuel chapter 3. The word doesn't touch home a little bit, does it? <laughs> 2 Samuel chapter 3 verse 1. Have you ever been in a long conflict? King Saul tried to kill David 21 times. Have you ever been... Anybody ever try to kill you 21 times? Yeah, Satan has. Have you, ever, have you ever ran away from somebody for 19 years? Look what it says here. Now, there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. Nine years to be exact. But what happened? But David waxed stronger and stronger. And the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. The will of God is not for us to grow weaker and weaker. The will of God is for us to grow stronger and stronger. Amen, church. Hallelujah. Now look at Judges chapter 5. Judges chapter 5. There's a reason I felt led to give a lot of Scripture tonight. Need some bullets for your gun. I mean, the days of Barney just carrying one bullet in your pocket won't do. You're going to fight the enemy. You've got to have a bunch of them. So I'm going to give you some tonight. Judges chapter 5, verse 13. I love this. Judges chapter 5, verse 13. 
Then he made him that remaineth have dominion over the nobles among the people. The Lord made me have dominion over the mighty. Say that with me. The Lord makes me have dominion over the hard things, over the hard times, over the difficult circumstances. The Lord gives me strength over the mighty. Amen. Hallelujah. So we see there it talks about our high places, which are the victories that we conquer through Christ Jesus. In Proverbs chapter 10, verse 29, it talks about when we're obedient, we're strong. It's not just, it's just not claiming the strength. It's being obedient that makes us strong. Daniel 2.23, you can just write these down. I'm just going to give you a few points about strength. We just don't say we're strong. Strength comes through obedience. In Daniel 2.23, strength comes through wisdom. Wisdom and obedience. I want to read out of Proverbs 24, verse 5. Because God's going to give you strength for this year. Proverbs 24, verse 5. Don't let any man's uh, heart faint. It says in Proverbs 24, 5. A wise man is strong. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Look at your neighbor and say, that's you. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. You know why you come out on Wednesday nights instead of stay home? Because you want to increase strength. Amen. And this talks about a wise man is strong and a man of knowledge increases strength. Or in other words, you learn to sleep through the storm. Because your inner man says, peace be still, and you're able to just rest. Philippians 3.13 with God, nothing is impossible, no limitations. Colossians 1.11 talks about you being strengthened with all might according to His glorious power. Psalms 105 verse 4 says that we find more of Him and more strength as we seek Him. Joel chapter 3 verse 10 says, let the weak say they are strong. Let me hear you. I am strong. Then I want to read in Isaiah 40 verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. Somebody shout out power. And to them that have no might, yet the end of your rope, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew or exchange their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Amen. If you're taking notes, that word run speaks of running and the hardest place there is to run. They shall run in the hardest places at the hardest times. It also speaks of a a life above average. That's what the life there speaks about. Life above average. You receive that. How many know that God is not challenged in any area? He's almighty and and it's God who lives within you and He is strong within you. Now let me just give you a a few points as we close tonight. What can I be strong over? Point number one, write this down, Romans 6, 14. For sin shall have not dominion over you. Number one, I am strong over sin. Well, you know, this preacher's wife went to this store and saw this real pretty dress in the window and knew it was too expensive, but the devil was tempting her. She went inside. I'm not talking about my wife. So finally she went in there and she looked at the price tag. She says, no, I can't afford this. 
But then the devil just kept tempting her. So she said, well, let me at least try the dress on. So she tried the dress on. It looked so good. So she bought it and went home. And husband says, how could you spend so much in a, for a dress? Didn't you tell the devil to get behind you? She says, yeah, I did. And he says, looks good from back here, too. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so anyway, the Bible talks to them one about being strong against sin. Amen, church. Amen. Well, you know, the devil just made me do it. Let the weak say they're strong. Well, you know, that's just a weakness in the flesh. We all got them. He says for us to get strong. Amen. Number two, Mark sixteen seventeen. It said you'll cast out devils. How many of that means you've got to be strong over devils? Well, the devil's just too strong for him. Well, he says in the Word, cast them out. Don't give in to them. So we're strong over devils. Shout amen. amen. Number three, write down 2 Corinthians 10, verses 4 through 5. We can be strong in our thought life. We can take captive thoughts and imaginations. I'm getting stronger and stronger. And take it hold of thoughts and imaginations. Mark 16, 18, Galatians 3, 13. Strong over sickness and disease. For I am redeemed from the curse of the law. For Christ became a sacrifice for me. Number five, I can be strong over the flesh and overcome evil. Amen. 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 And then I'll finish here. Look at Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verse 28. In verse 25, he speaks about a kingdom divided among itself. But he says in Matthew 12, 28, But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, the kingdom of God has come upon you. Verse 29. Or how else can one enter into a strong man's house how can you go into a strong man's house, spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? Then he will spoil his house. So write this down. If what you are facing is strong, the Word promises, whatever's strong, you can be stronger. Whatever seems strong... You can go into the strong man's house. He's strong. You can go into the strong man's house, but you can bind him. And whatever seems to be strong, you can be stronger. The word strong there means to be aggressive. It means a behavior marked by combative readiness. It means to be a fighter. It means to be bold. It means to be pushy. The word strong means to be devoted to a cause. I'm here devoted to the cause of Jesus Christ. I'm strong because I'm devoted to a cause. Yeah, devil, I am pushy. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I'm going to fight this. I'm going to continue to fight this. And I'm going to be strong in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that I am the head and not the tail. That I'm above only, not beneath. I am going to be strong. Well, you know, everybody's got to have their weak days. Let the weak say they're strong! 
Well, don't you think that's getting awfully... Don't you think that's too hard to resist? No, I can resist it in the name of Jesus. I don't have to give into it in the name of Jesus. I haven't been born to be a failure. I haven't been born to be live under a life of guiltiness and sin. But I've been given the power through Christ Jesus to be more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, sometimes you start out and you're, you're going through something. I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And you know, we talk like we're trying to convince somebody. But as you just continue to meditate and continue to quote and walk in the Spirit, all of a sudden, you'll, you'll hear your voice getting a little stronger. And you'll feel something in your inner man starting to, to stand out. Because you're speaking to your soul. So, I'm saying, bless the Lord at all times and let His praise continue to be in your mouth. So, magnify the Lord and don't forget His benefits. And you're fighting this battle. And you're saying, but, but I can't. I just feel so weak. But then all of a sudden, the Spirit of God starts saying, but speak the Word. I am strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I can resist the enemy. He must flee. I am greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. And you just keep claiming and keep claiming and just keep on being pushy and keep on being aggressive and keep on being strong. Oh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm going to resist that enemy. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to stand up for the rights. I'm going to stand up for what the Word of God says. I'm going to stand in the Lord in the power of his might against the power of the enemies. And what one day you'll find yourself, what you didn't think you were able to do, you will be able to do. But it takes obedience. It takes meditation. It takes working on these things. It takes taking the Word of God and putting it to use to get the strength. No, no one here is perfect. But this Holy Spirit in you is perfect. And He is working those things which is good and pleasing in His sight. The Spirit of God is not in you to condemn you, but to convict you or get your attention to lead you into the Word. How to fight the good fight of faith. How to win and how to overcome. And that's what we're going to do this year. If you believe that, stand up, please.